Welcome back to the Satellite Connection, where we keep you connected to the satellite ministry, wherever you may be. On today's episode, we pick back up on our conversation with Linda Irvine. You're going to hear some fun facts about her life, and you're going to hear her advice to young adults. So let's get ready, and let's get connected. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Satellite Connection, and thank you for joining us as we come to our second part of our conversation with Delinda Irvine. Hey, it's great to be back. Thank you for having me. What are some of your hobbies? Well, I have a new hobby. Um, I would say I really don't have many hobbies. I would say one of my hobbies is drinking coffee and talking to friends. I mean, I love doing that. I love just having relational time with people but my latest hobby in the last five years has been to join my husband fishing Mm. so fishing has been really fun where do you guys tend to go fishing um shaver and huntington lake courtright Wishon, all the lakes up in the shaver area is where we will fish what has made shaver your guys's place um, so about the time that we started fishing, um, we also got a place up there. So mm. that's why we would go up there and we would first start with shore fishing. And our very first time, Jared and I got our hooks hooked together and we both thought we had a fish and I've we didn't, we just had each other. <laughs> yes. But after that, we got a little fishing boat. And so we, we f- do much better on mm. a boat less tangles and there's still snakes you can can spread out a little bit better so and it's really fun trolling uh it's very peaceful too yes i'm not very good at i'm like i'm decent at it but i've never really gotten into it so i can't say i'm a pro at it or but yeah i would say i would not be a pro at it if it wasn't jay who was um picking out the lure looking at the sky the water, the water temperature, the uh, um, time oh, so of he's, year. He, he's really into Oh, it. yes. But with that means I catch fish. So yeah. he says, honey, we're going to try this lure on you today. <laughs> and I said, okay. Now, when he hooked my finger um, with the fish hook that went all the way almost into the bone, I had to surgically get that. Oh, I've never t- gone that far. I've kind of... Had it go in the skin and right back out or just barely puncture, but I've never gone almost to the bone. Yeah, we had to go Sounds very painful. It was. Well, I kind of went into shock, and so um, I didn't have any pain when I got to urgent care a couple hours later. They asked on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being the worst pain I've ever (laughs) felt. I said, they said, where are you? I said, "Uh, 0. So they knew something was wrong (laughs) because I had a hook sticking right out. (laughs) You clipped the nerve. That's probably... (laughs) It was just like, oh, it's I can't feel my finger anymore. That's what it, so it doesn't hurt. But they could not back it through. You know, they had to cut and um, get oh. surgically to get it out. But oh. anyhow, after that, that I don't fun. I don't touch hooks anymore. So Jay yeah. has to put all my bait on. He just takes the fish off. He does all that. Okay. He and he also cleans it. And it's probably smarter it. that way so that you don't hook yourself. Yes, again. I'm, I don't touch hooks. So, or really the fish. The other day I caught a really big fish, so I had to hold it. Huh. And um, I just held it with my gloves. But normally I don't touch the fish, but I do eat them. They're huh. very good. 
What would, all right, this may be a little random, but what is your favorite type of fish to eat? That's not random. Kokanee. Kokanee? I don't know it's, if I've ever heard of that one. It's called uh, inland salmon. So mm. it's a little pink. Um, oh, okay. So it's kind of like a pink salmon variant. But they're in just lakes and mm. not all lakes. Oh. And um, they also make really good fish tacos, which uh, we... Ooh, fish make. tacos are good. Yes. So somewhere along, that's what we're doing. Is there any other hobbies that you and your husband like to do besides fishing? Ride our bike. We have a tandem bike. So ride our bike together. I don't think I've ever ridden one of those. Oh, it's great. I don't know if I trust someone else to do it, though. Well, it's a great lesson in trust, especially if you're the person on the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the person on the back. (laughs) I think that's what is steered me away from those. But once you do have that trust, it's so much fun. Oh, I believe that. It's lovely. Go to Mooney Groves Park and ride Mm. around and... I'm guessing it's very peaceful just to do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. What has the Lord been teaching you or reminding you in the past year? He has been teaching me over and over and over and over and over again about his faithfulness. And he's also been impressing on me. um, The two words come to my mind of this last year. It's humility, being humbled and surrendering and so every day I wake up and I just ask uh, I just surrender to whatever God wants to do in my life so and that's humbling because you don't get to call your own shots Mm. and you cooperate with what God is doing and even if you think you have a better idea (laughs) of course you're always reminded God's got the best ideas but He has the best idea and best plan for you. Yes. He knows what's best for you and wants the best for you. Exactly. It's always better to listen to him so that you can have the best for your life. And you can relax and trust him in his arms. And it's a beautiful place to be with surrender, you know. You don't have to figure it out. You, You trust him in the good and the trials that come. So, And we all get those. So tell us a little bit about your relationship with Jesus. It's great. (laughs) It's really. I know. know, Yeah. I know we kind of started with the Catholic Church and going to the Protestant, but where did it begin? So way back in my childhood with just talking to him, Jesus, and then. I would say this, uh, which would be maybe of interest to the satellite group, but it was really the small group or the gathering. It was called the gathering. It was like a satellite group um, when I was in college that I started attending, and that is kind of my motivation for being a mentor in satellite because it was where my growth really jumped off the charts. Mm. And... um, I was hungry, really hungry, you know, hunger and thirst for righteousness. I was hungry for knowing the Lord, and I couldn't get enough of knowing him. And so that was a really sweet community um, up in Fresno called The Gathering. And so that's where my faith, like my childlike faith, took on more seriousness. Yes, and it was great. And I just kept on 
I need to know more. I need to know more. I need to need more, need to know more, but also respond with doing what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really key element. You can take all that head knowledge, but you got to actually have it go into hands and feet and do what you're learning and reading. So that time or that age time gave you your pursuit towards satellite and being a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, how has being a mentor in satellite been? It's been good. I've I've really enjoyed connecting with the different um, people that I've met there, and I'm encouraged by them choosing to be there and being a part of um, wanting to grow in the Lord. So it, it always encourages me to see that there's kids in this next generation that are doing exactly what I did, which is really want to know the Lord and be in community. And so, yeah, I like that. It's nice knowing the next generation. There are some in the next generation there Mm -hmm. to hold up the mantle. So, Yep, for sure. What were the circumstances of you starting your relationship with Jesus? So I'll just kind of go back to when it really became real is when I started, um, I had this terrible breakup, and then I met my husband-to-be, Jay, and then we started going to that church that actually opened the Bible. So that was the whole, so it came out of a hard time, a big trial, and then it kind of morphed into this amazing experience of getting to know God and knowing now that's where I needed to lean in was to Jesus and his word, and so... That just kind of took off from there. So what, uh, was Jay from Visalia originally? No, Oakland. Oh. So he also came oh, to so Fresno from, State. Oh, okay. Had he had attended before orientation or was he in the... He was already there. Oh, okay. Um, and he had a buddy that was at Fresno State playing soccer. So yeah, he had been down there mm. and he knew he wanted to get to be an Aggie and you can't really be an Aggie in Oakland too well. So he You're pursued in the heart of the city there. So. Yeah, so he really wanted to be in the fields and be a part of agriculture. So that's why he came. So what brought you guys from Fresno to Visalia? Jay got a new job, hmm. and um, but here's another fun fact, I guess you could say. Um, remember when I said I I've had to in my life, just keep releasing things and trusting God and surrendering. Well, Jay was looking for a job and I didn't really want to leave Fresno because that's where all our friends were. That's where I really grew in my faith. I was really solid in wanting to stay in Fresno. And then we had just had Jared. He was only a few weeks old when Jay got robbed um, with sawed off shotguns at the local pharmacy. And And that was really intense. Um, His parents were visiting for his birthday, and and I realized, wow, I could have lost my husband. Uh, They stole his wedding ring and his watch. And um, then right after that, I said to God that I'd be willing to go wherever he wants me to go. Like, I'm not going to stay solidly committed to Fresno. That was, seriously, that's what came out of that. And within couple of years he got a new job and we moved down to Visalia and I was excited about Visalia heard great things about this town and downtown was cute and so we said all right 
didn't know anyone but let's move here smaller than fresno but yeah different yeah i mean even smaller than it is now yeah it's grown so much in the last 20 30 Mm -hmm. years it's insane yes it has it was a great place to raise our kids so i'm very thankful for it and the first church we visited we said let's go to the one that's closest to our house since um, we have little babies and it was Grace Community and I had a list of five churches to check out and that was the only one we went to. I said, yep, this is this is it. So we been, settled in. Been here ever since? Yep, 30 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think I think my dad's been here almost as long as that too and never left really from here at all and mm-hmm. I think he's enjoyed it too. So it's a great church. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play a quick game of this or that. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. All right, sweet or sour? Sweet. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Cats or dogs? Hmm. It's all right. (laughs) If you like both, you can, I guess you could say both. Okay, both. All right. Books or movies? Books. Night out or night in? Mm, depends. I do like a night out, and I have a lot of night ins, so probably night out. Yeah. All right. Uh, for brownies, do you choose the corner, the edge, or the center? Probably corner. Hmm. I would. I personally like the center because it's the most gooey. Yeah. Uh, sports or arts? Sports or arts? Probably arts. Fancy dining or fast food? Fancy dining. Old Testament or New Testament? Old Testament. All right. Fulton or Jared? (laughs) All right. I'm just kidding. I could never do that. (laughs) It's okay. You can tell us. Jared probably, he won't know. (laughs) Oh, they're both great. All right. So what, I got to, what makes Pepsi better than Coke? I don't know. Just the taste Mm -hmm. i mean i don't i just always went with pepsi Hmm. to me it's a little sweet unless it's the unless it's the cherry flavor then it doesn't taste coke just i don't know it just goes down smoother for me i guess okay i like the bottled ones though that have from mexico those tastes that taste the best oh i've heard about that it has the real cane sugar in Uh it it's it's weird it just it tastes different from here but yep i remember to me it tastes better so, um, see. Uh, what advice would you give to young adults on dating? If you need to f- date someone that would um, help you in your walk with the Lord, not take you away from it. So like-minded, for sure, yoked to another believer, and there are personalities that bring out the worst in people, mm-hmm. so I'd steer away, away from that. If at the beginning it seems like it's all great, um, and then you start seeing something turn, pay attention to that and um, get out. This people would be my people <laughs> can put on a show for a while, yes. but at some point they will break. Yes, their true colors will show, and so yeah. Just be aware. Mm-hmm. On dating, would you choose to date for? marriage or just date to date because i know people go back and forth in that well i i would say now i mean when i was back in 
those days, you know, I would never have said that. But now I would say, yeah, date for marriage. I would look for a quality person and not waste my time on one that <laughs> wasn't. So. Yeah, because if you date to date, it could, there could be a long lasting one, but not be the best one. So. Yeah. What advice would you give to young adults on career pursuits? Find something that matches your uh, natural giftings and then something that you know that you would enjoy doing because there's nothing better than being able to go to work and really enjoy what you're doing. So So you would say for, because people go back and forth, is they'll pick the job that makes the most money, Mm -mm. but they hate it. But it's no, better it's to not pick the job it. you love that makes less money. Mm-hmm. It's right. not worth it. It's never worth it to sell out for that. No way. I've always heard the same thing. How can people serve Jesus in their careers? They can serve him in whatever career they're at. But there is, um, you can be a light to the people around you. You can be an encourager. You can um, just live a life that reflects Jesus and wherever you're at whatever that looks like that's going to show up and that would be living your career would be glorifying God whatever it is so you'd say you don't have to preach to them about it just being you is sometimes but don't be afraid to open the door of opportunity when that happens you know discernment you can pray for your people who are around you and um Ask for opportunities. So, yeah. Now, marriage and children, what advice would you give young adults on that? Marriage and children. One thing I would say that we, one of the advices, advice we got when we were first married was very good advice. So I would pass this one on. We went to a, uh, well, we had a lot of, we had some struggles um, learning to communicate, um, I didn't come from the best communicating family, so it was very extreme. And so I was trying to learn how to communicate in a healthy way. So we took classes and everything, but one of the things we did was go on a thing called Marriage Encounter where you go as a married couple, Mm -hmm. and then you learn some tools. And one of the things they said 35 years ago, it was our first year of marriage, um, they said you should always, always, always pray with your spouse. And so we started doing that, and we have done that every night. Now, if Jay falls asleep before I'm in there, <laughs> sometimes we have different times of the day, or he'll wake up and we'll say a prayer, but we always find a way to do it every find day. Find a way, yep. And I also read that somewhere that um, people that pray together, the likelihood of divorce goes way down. I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah, I have a That's statistic. An interesting fact. Uh-huh. I I found that st- statistic the other day. I was talking to the moms group, um, the moms collective group, and mm. I had shared that fact because there's so many that are on second marriages in this world, right? Um, but the ones that pray together, the the percentage goes way down. You share your heart. You're on the same page, and so... That would be my advice to marriage. And for children, I would say pray for your children every single day and pray for their um, their walk with Jesus. And I think 
those are really foundational truths that have been good in my life. So, Would you say having a relationship with Jesus as a couple is obviously is great. It helps with divorce rates, but would you say it's always good to have a separate, like your own relationship? Oh, for sure. So you guys have your own time that's separate, but also time together with it. So I, I would also say that the most important thing you, the most important thing you can do for your marriage and your family and all relationships is have your own personal growth with the Lord. And you're going to be in a different place than your husband or your wife. And you have to have grace for that because you you don't grow in exactly the same pace in the same way. But Everyone's in their own points in their life. What's that? Everyone's in their own yes. points in their life. Yeah, and recognizing that. But being pers- aware. pursuing your own relationship is super key. Yes. What advice would you like to give young adults on their relationship with Jesus? I would say pray and read the word daily. And I know that's hard. I'm busy, busy pe- people, but there's a lot of different ways you can hear the word, podcasts, Bible app, whatever, but just, and not legalistic, but God is talking to you. So you want to hear what God has you to say. Listen, yeah. And he's got the plan and he's got the direction, but pursue it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And I remember when I first started, I was this college age group, you know, and I remember opening the Bible going, I read a passage and then I thought, okay, what was, what was that? You know, I, I don't know what I expected. Like there was going to be a great big, um, something that happened to me, but it didn't. Right. So what happens is over the course of time, you, your mind is transformed. You don't even know it. The things that you used to put emphasis on or that you thought of or whatever it's all changed so that's what what i would say you you notice yeah as time goes on oh i focused on that i focused on this but now i'm focusing more on jesus and i feel better about it Mm -hmm. i feel closer to him Mm -hmm. yep all right well Thank you for being here with us on this episode, Delinda. Yes. It's been a great time having you, and we hope we can have you again sometime. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for the invite. Yeah.